Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Aspie and Menopause. Today I've got Sarah Hills with me. She's a herbalist. So today I wanted to ask you a few questions about herbs for menopause and um, things people can do for that time of life because a lot of people don't think of herbal solutions because they tend to run to the doctor and the doctor gets them on some you know, hormone replacement and you know, you end up going down a path with side effects and I come from the approach that if you can go natural, it's so much better. So if you could just give a little introduction about what you do. and Well, I'm a medical herbalist. It took me about 10 years to, to do all the training for it. Um, it's accredited with the National Institute of Medical Herbalists. So I see people, I take consultations. And over lockdown, obviously, started doing Zoom ones. But I also teach a year's course Herbal Wisdom, uh, based around Topness, which is some online and some practical workshops. And I teach on a practitioner level course now, which takes six years for people to qualify as a medical herbalist up at the School of Herbal Medicine in Somerset. So I find that people who come to me uh, with hot flushes, the brilliant thing about herbal medicine is it's so individual. And and so it's not like one size fits all, you know, like it is with HRT. Um, people have a different range of symptoms, different things they're concerned about, uh, different bodies, different physiologies. So so the great thing about the herbs is that you take the person as an individual and, and address the, the sorts of things, issues they've got. So some people are like, mainly it's how can I stop these hot flushes? <laughs> because you know, they can be so debilitating you know for some some people sail through menopause it's no problem at all you know and it is a natural transition and our, our bodies are getting fed up with uh you know it's the end of our reproductive life so the, the good news the really positive thing is that it's you're not having periods anymore yay um but uh and, and for a lot of people it is just literally pretty much that they have a few hot flushes stop periods done you know but for other people it can be very debilitating um so often it's the hot flushes uh some people experience very heavy bleeding uh so it's tackling that um often the people are like shall i take hr2 hrt or no there's sort of pros and cons for it i mean at first it was seen as the panacea you know oh fantastic people can just take hrt boom done you know but um but then it was realized actually no um it's uh there are lots of uh side effects from it not such great effects uh so i would say it's particularly contraindicated for people that've got any cardiovascular issues you know like if they have a history of stroke in the family or um uh heart attacks that sort of thing breast cancer it's contraindicated for um so you know it's it's a bit of a, a tricky thing and if and and at the end of the day you have to you know if unless well you're taking it forever but i mean a third of people's lives are post menopause pretty much so you know you don't want to be taking something forever and ever and ever and and then when you do stop you have to go through the transition so why not just embrace it you know and, and be positive and think yeah let's let's just do this so uh some people feel very low low mood um and and some people lose their mojo you know their libido and want to want to uh you know feel a bit more friendly and and you know if they're in a relationship there's the other person to consider they might still be wanting uh, some you know 
uh, sex life and things. So, so it's try to you know enable all that, make that all, all doable. I mean, the thing to do is to understand really what your body is trying to do. Uh, so the body is trying to stop the reproductive phase of of your life. You know, it's kind of like okay, we're done with that now. But you still do be wanting to have some hormones. Uh, because especially to a guard against osteoporosis, you know, it's something people have heard about where you get brittle bones and, um, you know, you don't want to be uh, 10, 20 years time falling over, realise that you've got osteoporosis and you've broken your hip or something. So, so you know, you want to guard against that and to keep the mood up and just to keep our building hormone going just in a small way, you know, for skin and hair other tendons ligaments you know so that you get supporting your active lifestyle so um so other other glands take over you know so you've got your adrenal glands um they they take over a bit and makes a little bit of estrogen um adipose tissue that's why it's still quite good to keep a little bit of weight on you know, to, our fat tissue makes hormones and adrenal glands that's why we don't want to be being stressed at the time of menopause because then our adrenal glands are busy squirting out adrenaline, you know, but actually we want them to be making our sex hormones. So, so that's a, another reason for, you know, taking things a little bit easier. And there are, you know, several plants that can also make uh, a, an estrogenic effect in our bodies, uh, interacts with those, they're called receptors on our cells that would then instigate uh, processes that our, our bodies do like making bone and and um, regulating our mood and, and and that sort of thing so um, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about them later and the other thing to understand is about the liver so that is processing the excess hormones so we kind of tend to think about estrogen and progesterone don't we in conjunction with the menopause but of course there's one called follicle stimulating hormone that is still be trying to get some ovulation going and uh, another one luteinizing hormone and you know we've got uh, and also all the stress hormones if we are a bit stressed about stuff cortisol and things and so our liver has to process all those and uh, fats and it has to do well, it has loads of jobs to do uh, but that is why we have to sort of go a little bit easy on the alcohol, unfortunately, to say to our listeners, because then the liver is maxed out with processing the alcohol and we want it to be doing this other its proper jobs. So you have to just go easy on it. I would never say stop it completely because that would be tragic. Um, and, and the liver is most active at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. So that kind of contributes to the you know, the heat in the night if you are having a lot to drink. So I was saying we want a little bit of an estrogenic effect. So there's an absolutely brilliant one called black cohosh. That's uh, like one of my top herbs for menopause probably. And that has an estrogenic effect in the body. And it just has enough of an effect. It interacts with those receptors I was, I was saying about weekly. It has a sort of weak effect. So that if you've got very high estrogens, if you're young and, and have too much of especially the potent estrogen, estradiol, then um, it can actually dampen that down. So then it helps to treat things like endometriosis. But if we're perimenopause and we haven't got enough estrogen, it has enough of an effect 
you know, that they'll have an estrogenic effect. So it's kind of like balancing. Yeah. And as well, it uh, helps with arthritis. Yay. Win-win. So, you know, sometimes herbs do double up like that. It's great. Um, so, so that's probably, you know, one of the, one of the top ones. There's another one called Chaste Tree and that's balancing as well. Uh, Vitex. Uh, so Chaste Tree, people are thinking, Oh no, does that mean it's going to dampen down my libido even further? No, no. This other name is Monk's Pepper and it was given to monks, you know, to uh, dampen down their sort of ardor and, and, uh, to help them, you know, cope with being, um, a monk. <laughs> but um, but it will level things out. So if you're low libido, it'll bring it up. High libido, it'll bring it down. And that is kind of like pr- progesterogenic. So uh, that can actually, because progesterone is a hormone that actually helps to maintain pregnancies. It kind of helps to stop bleeding. So progesterone, um, Vitex can help in that way. And and actually premenopause, it can really help with. PMT, you know, when people get premenstrual tension, can really help with that. Um, there's a lovely one called white dead nettle that might be great people see growing out at the moment in hedgerows and might have in their garden. Um, it looks just like nettles, but it's got these beautiful white um, flowers that have a gorgeous fragrance. Um, and, and that has kind of steroidal compounds in like estrogenic um hormone type components but as well it can help to stem bleeding win-win yay um if people are heavy bleeding nettle is fantastic that is just it's so high in iron you know replacing the iron that's been lost in um, heavy menstruation and bleeding and also rich in b vitamins and when we're a bit stressed, we really zoom through those B vitamins. So it's uh, nettle is a great herb to just cultivate your nettle patch in your garden and um, enjoy the nettles. Make tea with them, make soup with them. They're, they're fantastic. Um, another top herb at this time is sage. And it actually makes a really nice tea. It's kind of bitter, but, you know, bitter in a nice way. And it's a herb for the elders. So, so we don't think of ourselves as old, past it or anything. No, we think of ourselves as the elders in society. Much better. Yeah. Uh, another lovely herb is uh, lemon balm. Um, oh, so the sage tea, that's kind of like slightly bitter, but cooling, really uh, lovely, beautiful tea. It can help to help with the hot flushes and things. Uh, lemon balm, another top herb that people probably have in their gardens uh, very easy to buy some from the garden centre and then have it in a pot or have it in your garden. And it makes a beautiful tea. It's really calming, but calming and uplifting. Um, helps focus concentration. It's, uh, it's been used in trials with people with dementia and Alzheimer's and performed really well. Because actually another thing about dementia and, and or when you're starting to sort of struggle with your grey cells, you know, it's quite uh, stressful. And, and so... The um, anxiety always makes those kind of symptoms worse. But uh, lemon balm is lovely. If you're you know, having to do work, uh, who are, I give it to people that are like coming up for their driving test. You know, there's that sort of feeling when you've got the whoa, stress bubbling up or, or you've got exams coming up. You don't know what to do fast. And uh, you have some lemon balm tea. Ah, 
it's like breathing out you just feel oh no it's going to be fine it kind of just puts everything in perspective and you think no I'll do this first and then I'll do that and it's all good it's all good love lemon balm Um, Melissa is its Latin name beautiful name Melissa Um, so as well we'd be thinking oils really important the oils um, omega-3 oils uh, you might get them in hemp, hemp seed, uh, lovely hemp seed oil, get in the supermarket now. Um, cold pressed is ideal, you know, with, with, these, with the oils uh, from health food shops, maybe. Uh, flaxseed and flaxseed oil, fish, you know, especially deep sea fish, cod and so on. Oily fish like mackerel, you know, they're, they're brilliant, brilliant source of oils uh, for our fat soluble vitamins A and D. They're anti-inflammatory in the body. Uh, the structure of our cell membranes, so everything's communicating with each other better, functioning much better, and they're building blocks for our steroid hormones, our sex hormones. Yay! So keep the fats going. Um, whatever you know, you do, you want good quality fats. Don't stint on the fats. Um, but on the other hand, sugar? No, not sugar really take the sugar down try and stop sugar wait you can still have chocolate chocolate is a herbal medicine not with the sugar but it's dark chocolate dark chocolate like 85 percent chocolate which is sold a lot now actually it's all being recognized all this stuff isn't it so so you can still still have that Uh, but sugar is so inflammatory in the body it really doesn't help things at this time um, I've said about the alcohol, easy on the alcohol, you know, just have like a couple of units, um, not binge drinking, uh, have water with it, you know, whatever your strategy is, um, eat before you go out. <laughs> it's like, I know, I mean, no, I mean, I'm 60 and it's still, I have to talk to myself like a teenager and give myself a drinking strategy. Now, Sarah, you might, you know, so... What will you do? Oh, I'll have something to eat before I go out. I'll have one wine, one water. Yes, have some fizzy water with it. Yes, I'll, I'll do that. You know, talk to yourself. Have your drinking strategy. Um, have a few alcohol-free days in the week. You know, give your liver a nice rest. I kind of find if I've been to yoga, that is great, actually. And I, I, don't, I don't want to have a drink. I'm fine with it. You know, I just feel really lovely and chilled in that lovely yoga zone happy with some hot chocolate <laughs> you'll have something <laughs> um, vegetables vegetables so important at this time um, on lots of levels they're feeding our gut bacteria helping um, and so our gut bacteria that's related to our mood and, and whole body function uh, they protect us against bowel cancer you know because of course you've got other things coming at, at this time um, and the fibre helps to take out excess hormones. So uh, work in the vegetables. So this is, so actually you're kind of less needy at this time of life for carbs. So instead of carbs, you know, really think each meal to have protein and vegetables. You know, and it needn't be hard. You, it could be like some hard-boiled eggs or egg and spinach, something like that for breakfast porridge you know por- porridge is lovely actually because that feeds the gut bacteria and you know we're 
sort of work with the habits you, you've already got, but just kind of like tweak them a little bit. You know, you um, may not be hungry for three meals a day now. So maybe have something like a vegetable or fruit smoothie in the morning instead, you know, just to sort of like get in some of those um, minerals and vitamins, you know, that our bodies are really hungry for. Um, and then maybe have two meals, you know, something like that. Have, you know, you maybe not got kids around or other people to think about. Now you can please yourself. You know, think actually I'm not hungry till eleven. I think I'll have, I'll have a meal there and I'll have some scrambled eggs and spinach and uh, smoked salmon or something like that. And then have a meal, you know, later on. Put the slow cooker on. Chuck in your whatever source of protein you tend to have you know it might be meat but it might be pulses beans and stuff and vegetables you know and then um and lots of lovely um, spices you know so then you're working in your ginger um cardamom turmeric you know turmeric helps um against cancers you know that's been shown actually in things lots of antioxidants helps with uh, arthritis, inflammation, aches and pains. You know, that's that's what you've really got to be sort of focusing on. Um, nuts, seeds, walnuts, pumpkins, dried fruit. You know, that that's where you can snack. You know, snack on those sorts of things. Make sure things are giving you something. You know, you know, crisps, donuts, and so they just don't do anything for us, and they just give up. Our bodies are like, oh, cheers! Now I've got to get rid of that. You know, whereas if you have proper stuff, you know, then your body's like, oh, great, this is really good, actually. Yeah, so help our bodies. That's what it's about, isn't it? Um, and and reducing stress. Uh, that that is so key. Uh, so that is about having a word with yourself and recognizing, you know, those stressy feelings. Um, finding the tipping point because you know you need some stress. <laughs> get you out of bed in the morning. Get you doing stuff. But not so much that it, it's it's you, you know, you're having those horrible stressy feelings. So it's it's just finding that sort of tipping point, finding that balance, and and thinking you know well, actually what what is it that I do want to do? You know, uh, do I want to have some me time? Me time. You know, doing um, some painting, some crafts. You know, stuff that maybe you used to do didn't have time for. You know, making making that time now. Um, uh, activity so important still doing some uh, activity or, or starting activity again resuming activity going with your mates doing classes doing swimming while swimming weight bearing exercise for those bones you know I said about uh, the osteoporosis and things um, maybe taking up you know something new but not too dangerous you don't want to be like falling off the horse <laughs> but you know if that's what you used to do and you're comfortable with it then fine you know um there's just loads of stuff isn't there now you can go to bounce uh, was it? uh there's the lovely bounce place in plymouth where you can go on your trampoline and and uh, do that sort of thing skating um or just walking i mean just walking is that is what we're designed to do and that is great you know to get out in nature there have a little stomp around the woods or take yourself in the car you had to stop me i could just talk forever on this you're talking about tea so these are like dried herbs and you steep them in your teapot and strain them out or they might be tea bags but sometimes you can't get these herbs as teas and then you have to have tinctures yeah there's all sorts of ways of doing it um teas are nice if you if you like herb teas and a lot of them you know can be really delicious uh, some people it's not for them that is fine 
uh, herbs come up or also for a more convenient form in tincture form so this is where herbalists uh, themselves or uh, buy in there's a handful of companies that make herbal medicines and uh, the, the herb is chopped up and steeped in a mixture of alcohol and water to extract the active ingredients that you want out of it for say a couple of weeks or so and then strained off and that it keeps it's like um, a brandy or something it'll it'll preserve keeps for several years and and that is your medicine and then it's quite easy to blend you know with other things that is a lot of herbalists will prescribe it that way or another thing if if you're just taking one or two things you can get them in capsule form so the herb is powdered up and put into capsules and that is often uh, a more recognised form for taking medicine, you know, taking tablets, and and uh, p- people are sometimes more comfortable with that. And actually, when you're taking something long term, you know, even I take black cohosh as capsules, you know, because it's just best chance of success. You know, whatever's easiest for in the easiest form for you to be taking it. But the best way really is to have a uh, find a practitioner, um, either locally or. Um, wherever you live, uh, you can access a practitioner through the NIM website. They're the governing body, one of the main governing bodies for herbalists. And it's www.nimh.org.uk. And they've got to find a practitioner sort of thing. And then you target your treatment. You know, it's much more likely to be the best one for you, you know, rather than just going and over buying an over-the-counter thing um, because then it'll just be targeted it'll be, be effective uh, you're much likely more likely to you know get get the results you want and you get a follow-up you get support you know um, with, with it or otherwise the best one in the world people uh, think oh yes I will do that and then several weeks later and they know <laughs> it hasn't happened but if you're accountable to somebody and they go, oh, so how did you get on not drinking, Sarah? <laughs> okay, right, yes, I did, actually. Da, 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 da. You're more, you know, you have that support. Yeah, so that's, that's a good way to do it. Exactly. Um, yeah, because otherwise things tend to sit on the shelf or not get used. So, yeah. So what, what about people, um, if, you, if you have tinctures, I've been told that you can actually pop them in a mug and then put some boiling water on to evaporate the alcohol and then drink them is that is that a wives tale uh yes you you can you can do that uh it does but that uh so if people do have a problem with alcohol it's best to avoid the tinctures completely and they can talk to the herbalist and either get it in capsule form or as a powder as um yeah a powder sometimes they stir into foods um, and actually, that is an Ayurvedic way of doing it. You know, sort of Indian herbal medicine, they incorporate the herbs into the foods. So uh, into ghee or honey, um, you know, they have them as, as powders and do it that way. Um, and that's a lovely way to do it. Uh, and there's a whole group of herbs. So actually, mood is quite a thing at this time. And so there's a group of herbs called nervines that help um, with your nervous system and mood. Um, And and there's a whole group of herbs called adaptogens, uh, which help you adapt to stress, adapt to change. 
um, increase your energy and stamina, um, just help you in non-specific ways. You can take them long term, they're really safe. Uh, uh, so uh, some of those have uh, come in Ayurvedic form. And there's one called Shatavari, which is uh, translates as she with a hundred husbands. Ah, we like that, don't we? Um, yeah, so... So, uh, so yeah, so I would, I would say d- d- do it that way. You know, you, you don't have to have the alcohol thing at all. You know, that, that's not very reliable, actually, putting the hot water on it, not really. Um, but it's only a small amount you're having it. So it's-, okay, it's good to know because sometimes in the health stores you see the uh, glycerin extracted things instead. So are, are those as effective? As, oh, yeah, um- uh, glycerites, yeah, it can be extracted yeah. um, into uh, okay. uh, makes a glycerite. I sometimes do herbs into cider vinegar as well. I'm making one for my horse at the moment, actually, with cider vinegar in to spray him against the flies using mugwort and tansy and some citronella. And then I spray us both and um, helps to stop the flies. Sounds quite delicious as well. (laughs) It smells lovely. Uh, He doesn't mind it. He doesn't he doesn't like the chemical stuff, which is, you know, it's great. But he doesn't mind being sprayed with that. Okay, because now the cider vinegar that's getting the all the water soluble content out. Does it also extract the the oil um, soluble parts as well as the alcohol? Right. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, so that's why alcohol is used uh, um, or glycerite as an extraction for for the oily constituents like the essential oils. You know that they give the herb its smell. Uh, so the years course that we do, herbal wisdom. Uh, there are seminars monthly uh, for 10 months of the year, uh, but they're recorded so people can access them at another time. Um, and they go through all the systems of the body and common ailments, you know, that people suffer from and uh, all the common native herbs, you know, the local uh, that people can access um, to and make things to, to treat that. The four workshops seasonally through the year. That's beautiful. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Sarah. Very welcome. Thank you.